about five years down the road, you get really into bonsai. Like uh, the plant? Mm-hmm. Like shaping of the of the trees. Yeah. You, know? you uh it starts out somebody gives you um somebody gives you a bonsai tree as like a white elephant gift. Like someone I work with? Uh yeah. I mean I only work with two I work with two people. I mean this is five years down the road. You've got a different job. Oh, okay. Um yeah. okay, who gives it to me? Um it's a white elephant. You know. It's kind of the you know, oh, uh, but yeah. but but I mean, like, who? Uh, sorry, I mean, I mean, who who like brought it to the? I I don't know. I, I mean, never know. No, I mean, it's a white elephant. Okay, you know, you don't know. Like, Do I like the gift? Initially, you were like, "Oh, this is interesting." I guess I just have a plant. Oh, right. Then you said I get really into it. Yeah, okay. and it comes with a it comes with an instructional DVD that shows you how to like take care of it and like how to uh, how to shape it. You know. And you start to like learn about like the history of bonsai, and <laughs> so I get like very into it. Yeah, I mean, you just kind of fall into it. You know, it wasn't something you ever planned on. You just had a bonsai, and we're like, well, I'm just like you took a weekend. And you're like, yeah, what? I mean, what could it hurt to like look at this? And you just fall life changing love with it. Okay, I think you know what I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, I've never thought about bonsai plant I, I don't think i've thought about bonsai plants in about 17 years but i'm glad that i found that's there there are so many worse things to be into and yeah. I'm, I'm glad that i'm doing something that and not something self-destructive and it's really like the thing that that kind of like i'm not gonna say gets you through but just like makes everything worth it you know you uh you're teaching Teaching, teaching what? You're teaching English. Where? At a at a junior high. Where is this in Austin? No. Where is it? You're in Ocala, Florida. <laughs> Why? Why would I ever move to Florida? So you get this job at a at a junior high. How much? Am I, wait, hold on. How much am I getting paid to do this job? Because I feel like it has to be a lot of money for me to completely relocate to Florida from Texas. No, you just kind of like needed a fresh start. You know why? Just had to get out of Austin. Like you had to. Yeah. Yeah. Like you were forced. Like legally, you had to leave Austin. Like a court ordered you to leave Austin. These are my least favorite ones. So, I, yeah. All right. Why? What? Ha- what did I do? How did I? Like, all right. What did I do? You kill the kid. God damn it! <laughs> you kill the kid with your comedy. This is so genuinely upsetting. I'm, I'm just telling you what, what happens. What did I do? Dude. No, okay, I get. It. I'm not. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm sorry. I don't mean to get mad at you. What? What? Uh, how? You were doing stand up at a, a halftime of a lacrosse game. <laughs> Like a high school team, like a semi-pro. Okay, what were team names? Uh, the it's the Austin Rough Riders and oh, the Waco Willoughbys. Okay, I hope we kick the fuck out of these Willoughbys. The Austin Rough Riders are pretty fucking good, dude. Really? Yeah, they they're gonna take the uh, it's called the Texas Lacrosse Association. <laughs> they're gonna take the TLA crown. So uh 
You get you get booked to do stand up at a halftime during a lacrosse game. Okay. There's probably like 35 people there. Um, is there content restrictions? Are there things that I'm not supposed? I mean, if, if, is, is this is no? A- they're they're like do whatever you want. Like they they know they know what it is. You know what I mean? There's like yeah, do whatever you want. That's pretty cool, man. So you're doing. I, lo- I love when when people do that when they hire for these things and you th- for these gigs and you think like. Oh, this bunch of stuff, you know, stuffy fuddy duddies, and they're like, "Do whatever you want." Yeah, I love that. I love it when old people uh, are having a good time. So you, um, you're doing the, you're doing a show, right? And uh, you're only gonna do like ten minutes in the middle of the halftime, and you see that there's like a bunch of like lacrosse sticks and like masks and stuff on the ground. So you're like doing. Uh, just doing jokes and it's going okay i guess you know you walk over and you grab like a lacrosse stick and a mask and you put it on like the, you put like the the helmet like the helmet yeah. that they wear you put on the helmet and you uh you use the lacrosse stick like it's a cane and you're kind of like doing like a bing crosby hello my baby you know what i mean you're just like <laughs> hello my you're honey, just like hello. dancing yeah. you're like high stepping high kicking but i i, I do the hello my baby hello my no baby. but in that style is what i'm saying oh okay that yeah. that would be humiliating you're just like high stepping in the in the middle of the lacrosse field Um, wait hold on why am i doing that you just thought it would be funny does it work no um (laughs) so i would do that you were you were you you were so you were doing it and you were just like really into it in the moment you're like i'm gonna double down and this might kill or my bomb i'm gonna take a chance and you do this weird thing people don't like it but you're just like really committing to it. You close your eyes, you're kicking, and you're kicking as high as you've ever kicked. Holy shit. In your whole fucking life. <laughs> uh like above my head? It feels like it, dude. For like you kick and you like your eyes trace the arc of your foot. And it was, it was like early in the evening, yeah. but it's when you can see the moon, you know? It's yeah, like, oh yeah. It's sure. like seven o'clock. Yeah. And you bring your foot up and you swear you kick that moon and you swear to God that it moves a little bit. Holy fucking shit. Right? (laughs) So you're just like, you feel like you're making contact with the moon. Uh, At that, while that happens, uh, a little boy runs out into the the lacrosse field. Yeah. He's playing jacks on the, on the bench. And he accidentally swipes and he hits the ball out into the field and he runs after it. He hits it pretty far and you're just kicking and you're kicking as hard as you've ever kicked. And he just gets right in the path and you boot him over the highway. They never find his body. Okay. But I, so 35 people witness you kick a child over a highway, but they would also witness me just, just randomly kicking. I moved the moon. I mean, you didn't move the moon, but you swore you fucking did. I know. I, I I feel like I probably did, right? But, but okay, well, you know what? Fuck the moon. Forget I ever, forget we even discussed that. They would notice me kicking up in the air and this kid running in and me kicking him. It, clearly by accident. Yeah, and but they were like, you're a professional and an adult. Like, you kicked our, our son across the highway. I didn't mean to do it. He ran in front of me. So the court finds you guilty of murder. What? Yeah, they find you guilty of murder by kicking, and uh, murder by kicking. That's, yeah, there's a law in there's Austin no way. <laughs> that if you get found guilty of murder by kicking, it's like an old ass law 
that says if you get found guilty of murder by kicking, you can avoid jail time by just leaving the state and never returning. What year was that enacted? Um, nineteen oh four. Was there a reason, or is it lost the time? Yeah, there was a <laughs> in nineteen oh four. There was a fight where a man named uh, Hoyt Klung uh, kicked a child of his neighbor in a land dispute. What was the kid's name? And what was the neighbor's name? It was. Um, so we have Hoyt Klung. Hoyt Klung is the ki- the killer. What's his is uh, what's his ethnic background? What what, what country? What he was uh, is Germanic. Hoyt Klung and his neighbor uh, Henry Thorne and his son. Uh, Willem <laughs> Thorn. There was a dispute about like where uh, the lines were drawn on their properties. Yeah, and there's a shoving match, and uh, Hoyt like shoves his neighbor down, and the little kid gets in the way, and he just kicked him. And that's when it was, you know, murder by that, kicking. Okay, that that created yeah. the yeah. So did that? Did he? Get in trouble for that, or did he get oh, yeah. off? And because of that, they created the law. That was the agreement. It was that, like, hey, look, we understand things get heated, you know, but you kick the kid, just get the hell out of here, All never right. come back. Okay, so I'm gone. Yeah. Where am I living? Uh, Florida. You're living in Florida, Ocala, what, Florida. What do What do I do there? You're teaching junior high. Oh, right. I apologize. You're teaching okay. English in junior high. Okay. Do I Do I enjoy it? Is it fun? Do Do the kids? I mean, it'd be my okay. It would be my first year of teaching, which means once the kids find that out, they're going to tear me apart and they're going to be like, oh, it's his first year of teaching. He's like th- in his late mid mid to late 30s. Like this is five years down the road. So in your late 30s. So I'm almost 40. Yeah. All right. So I'm a 40 year old rookie teacher teaching yeah. English. Yeah. Some of the kids call you rook when you walk in. There's no, there's no way in fucking hell I would ever put up with that. I would but you, say, but you, you do at this point. No, I would not. I would say every person who calls me Rook is going to the principal's office, and I don't care if it's every person in this class. I will so, send you all there, and I will drink coffee for the rest of my day. I don't give a shit. I'd like, say shit. I would feel bad afterward, but. So some of the kids like turn and they make like the jack off motion to each other. What the you turn fuck? around, you start teaching a lesson, and somebody yells Rook. All right. I turn around and I go, who who said that? None of them cop to it. So it really makes the the bonsai really makes everything worth it, you know? Yeah. Because that's the thing that like helps you unwind and helps you getting through this this really tough time in your life. Sounds awful. So the summer after your first year of teaching, which frankly didn't go well, <laughs> uh, you decide you're going to do something nice for yourself because it's been the hardest year of your life. <laughs> So you book a two-week Caribbean cruise, the Bonsai Voyage cruise. <laughs> yeah. As you get on the as you get on the cruise ship, they say Bonsai Voyage, Bonsai Voyage. That's weird. Yeah. And uh, instead of like lays, they have like little lays, but they're all just like little bonsai trees. 311 plays. 
Wait, how long do they play for? Like a full, like like an hour set? Yeah, like an hour set. They play. How do they do? Do they, they play, rock? They play four shows a week. Um, the second week they play a fifth acoustic show in the cruise ship's uh, cafe. <laughs> that sucks. That's. Re- I mean, I was on board until that. That you 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 think it sucks. Yeah, but you have no idea because you never got a chance to see it because tickets were gone. In a fucking flash. Hold on. Dude. So I'm on a cruise that has a di- an additional ticket charge. Well, no, it was like a claim. You can claim it. Oh, okay. And it's because it's just like a small, intimate thing. They couldn't have everybody on the cruise go. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to go to that anyways. That, that but you hear that it was mythical, like it was the stuff that like legends are made of. Yeah, that's people talk about this acoustic set aboard the Bonsai Voyage cruise for decades. There's a documentary made about it. Is that any good? It wins documentary of the year. <laughs> From who? Documentary.com. <laughs> That's something else, man. Yeah, it's pretty good. So you're aboard the, the Bonsai Voyage. <laughs> yeah. The big event at the Bonsai Voyage, they have like a competition where you can, uh, you can like sculpt something over the two weeks and on the final day they'll present what everybody's been working on and the winner gets seventy five thousand dollars Jeez, which would really help you out for what because of the money that you owe the family of that child that you killed oh yeah you owe Fuck, them you owe them fifty thousand dollars oh no so this would not only get you i mean completely out of debt it set you up pretty nicely for your new life in florida and at this point, you're like, you know, maybe I'm not like a pro, but this is a passion. This is like what I love. Like, this is this is me. I'm going to go put it all out there. I'm going to have a good time. going to relax. And I'm going to do the best I can. And you feel like really renewed. Like, it's an inspiring thing for you. That's cool. And it feels really necessary. Okay. And you're just enjoying the cruise, right? You're single on this bonsai voyage cruise. Meet a couple ladies. Name two. Uh, you meet a woman named Mary Lou Flank. <laughs> okay. She's, a, she's an accountant from Wichita. What does she look like? Uh, she's like um, five and a half feet tall. Olive skin. Wow. Short black hair. She's an attractive woman. Uh, you can tell that she's like was an athlete when she was younger. You guys bond one night because uh, she told you about how uh, she used to play lacrosse, and you were like, "Oh yeah, you like <laughs> you know, you're like I love lacrosse." <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. it. And then you guys talk about lacrosse. Uh, you never tell her everything, obviously. Obviously, yeah, yeah. That night, you guys uh, do a standing sixty-nine, and. <laughs> In your cabin. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's great. <laughs> okay. We're bo- and we both are like into it? Yeah, dude. Cool. Yeah. All right. That's you, cool. She leaves next morning. You never see her again. So <laughs> wow. you're like, whatever. You're single. You're on this boat. You're having a great time. You're making your bonsai. You're sitting down like uh, they have like this giant, uh, a giant like mess hall food court thing you're sitting down uh this is 
this is a sandwich day. It's a sandwich lunch. They've got like these gourmet sandwiches they bring in. You sit down in this like cafeteria kind of setting when you're just like, it's like nicer. There's like a big dining room. Yeah. And uh, you're sitting by yourself, scanning the crowd, just like looking like, who's my real competition in this thing? Yeah. You take a bite of your sandwich. What kind of sandwich would you get? They got a turkey and cheese. They got a ham and cheese. They've got uh, paninis. Not a panini. Is there a is there a uh, an Italian or is there like a meatball sub? There's a meatball sub. I have been very into meatball subs lately. I know that's gonna sound silly, but I. I, I don't I don't know what it is. It's the simplicity of the meal. Yeah, yeah. meatball sub. Brother. So you walk up there and they they're biggest like, oh. one you got. He says, "Oh, I'm sorry, we just ran out." Okay. Um, do you have an Italian sub? He goes, "Uh, we have Italian subs." And he looks around, uh, and then he looks back in the kitchen. They give him a thumbs up. Yeah, uh, one of those, please. He goes, "All right, coming up. We'll bring it out to you." I'd also like a bottle of water and. Uh-huh. I try to drink soda, but I'm going to get myself. Is there a fountain Pepsi available? He goes, absolutely. You want crushed ice, cubed ice? What do you want? Um, Cubed, but only halfway, please. He's, uh, he winks at you, and you see him. He fills the ice up to the perfect spot. He fills the, the rest of it up with Pepsi. You sit down. You take a drink of that Pepsi, and it is, I got to be honest, it's the most refreshing Pepsi you've ever had. Yeah. You look out over the ocean that you're sailing on, and you just take a sip of that Pepsi, and you feel like you are in it, brother. <laughs> it's so refreshing. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So they bring your Italian sandwich out. Comes how, long, how long does it take? Like four minutes. Holy shit. Yeah. That is, man. Fuck yeah, dude. It comes with a side of like house chips. You know, are they any good? They're great. You know, sometimes you get them at a place and they're like, uh, like super greasy, or some places and they're like just too thick. These are the perfect consistency, yeah. the perfect thickness, the perfect crunch. When you take a bite of that chip, you feel it in your fucking bones. <laughs> that crunch. You pick up that Italian sandwich. <laughs> Hold on, I feel it in my bones. Yeah, and you eat, take a bite out of that Italian sandwich. And it's just perfect. It's piping hot, but not too hot. Just hot enough. It's salty and savory and crunchy everywhere you want it to be. You close your eyes. A tear rolls down your cheek. <laughs> this is a good sandwich. You put it down. You wipe your mouth off. And you kind of survey the room. And then you hear, hey, Pat. No, off. Hey, Pat. Hello. Hey, Pat. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey, Pat. Hey. You look down on the plate, and there's a pickle spear. Every sandwich comes with a pickle spear and a side of house chips. And Is that why the meatball subs are out? No, I mean, I think they're just out of meatballs. So you look at the pickle spear, and up at the tip top of it, 
where like uh, the seeds are at the uppermost part, there are now eyes there. And there's like a like a seed smile, you know, where yeah. the seeds are. It forms a smile. And that little, you know how sometimes the pickles have like a little tuft where they get cut off the vine? Yep. As, as cucumbers? Yep. That is just thick and black. And it's just a big fucking thick pompadour. You look at it and you're amazed. Like you, there's no way you could run a comb through it. It would get lost forever. I I think that to myself. Yeah, you think that to yourself, and you kind of like dissociate for a second. And when you look back, the pickle now has like a giant cartoon smile that extends outside of his frame. <laughs> He's got on a black leather jacket and big cartoon eyes, and he goes, "Hey, Pat, it's me, Bill the Dill." <laughs> hey, man. Because I'm here to help you out of your pickle. Okay. What uh, What is my pickle? He goes, I can help you get the bonsai. I can help you win the $75,000. <laughs> All right. Um, I feel like every time I meet this guy, it goes poorly, but I I want to get that goddamn bonsai. Yeah. I'm into this one, dude. I'm yeah. s- I'm I am I'm laser focused, and I'm into this. Yeah, that probably sounded dumb. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Okay, okay. well, sorry. I like I, I'm sorry. I like this one. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I go, what's okay? What what do I got to do? As soon as you ask him that, the doors to the dining hall burst open, and there's a, a man wearing a hat that says "Cruise Director" on it, <laughs> and he says, "Everybody, back to your room. There's been a murder." <laughs> Yeah. And you look down at Bill the Dill and he goes, That's what I need your help with. All right. What Bill the Dill goes on to tell you that there's somebody aboard this ship, the Zen Garden Killer. I would probably ask him, Mm -hmm. What's your deal? What do you mean? Like, what? What the fuck is your deal? He goes, he's, uh, he tells you he's a pickle. He's part of a thing called the Pickle Clan. And that um, the Pickle Clan is an intelligence network. Anywhere there's a pickle, like on your sandwich or yeah. in a jar in your pantry or in a grocery aisle, anywhere there's a pickle, that pickle can see you, it can hear you, and it can communicate with all pickles all across the globe. And in rare cases, the pickles can transmute in a way. And address humans. And that's what Bill the Dill has chosen to do with you. He needs your help. And he's here to help you get out of this pickle. What do you want me to do? I I, I just feel like there's so many other people that you could have asked to help you defeat a serial You could have asked a professional athlete. You could have asked a, a, a veteran. You could have asked a police officer. A- he said, nobody else on the ship has taken a life before. You're the only one. You're the only person on the ship who's killed anyone. It's by accident. I mean, you took a life, dude. I don't know. You can rationalize it however you want. Bill sucks. Okay, so what do I do? So he, uh, he tells you that... Um, he gives you like the room number of where 
the Zen Garden Killer is. What room number is it? 405. I take the 405. That's why he booked that room. He asked for that room specifically. They gave it to him. (laughs) (laughs) So, Bill the Dill gives you like a schedule of events that this person's planning to attend. Yeah. And uh, he says, you know, we'll take another week or so and we'll work on your bonsai in the meantime. And then, you know, when the time's right, you need to strike. He goes, Bill looks at you in the eyes. He goes, do we have your word, buddy? I, I have a couple questions. Um, so if, if I get rid of this guy, mm-hmm. look, I've never done this before. I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't been in the fight since I was like 22. And even then, it didn't even last that long. Cops showed up. I, I I don't I don't. Why am I the one doing this? Because you've taken a life. I know that, but I, I just feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna screw this up. I don't know how to do this. And then what? Let's He's, say this. I'm here to help you out, buddy. I no, I understand that, and I feel like I feel like even if 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 I got in there and killed the guy. I would definitely leave evidence around. I'm not a, like a criminal mastermind. He's, he says, we'll take care of it. And he winks at you with one of his cartoon eyes. And you look at that thick jet black pompadour. And you know that it's filled with nothing but truth. <laughs> well, well, in that case, yeah, let's sure. Let's do this. I'll, I'll kill this guy. So you spend the next six days just sort of like waiting for the moment, right? Using like well, like, like I'm, I'm observing this guy. Yeah, and, you're uh, like you're like studying him, and uh, Bill the Dill has like his schedule of kind of like what he wants to do. Uh, at one point, you uh, sixty nine standing up with another woman on the cruise. You never got her name. You just <laughs> met her out at the. At one of the 311 shows. <laughs> you guys are just fucking grooving and into it. Oh, no. When Amber came on, she turned around and laid a big fucking fat one right on your lips. Wow. And she's like, let's go back to your room. And you guys just like did a standing 69. You both climax at the same time. Okay. It's kind of something that you've gotten really good at. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, and the whole time, like, Bill the Dill sees all of it. There's always a pickle around you. And he's in your room a lot because he's helping you shape your bonsai. And to be honest with you, dude, it looks pretty fucking good. Like, it's it's turning into, like, a real work of art. Oh, so he's helped me before, actually. Uh, he's like, Yeah, he's like... That's cool. He's, like, coaching you on how to do it, and everything he does makes sense. Does and he this, do it in front of uh, anyone I bring over, or just me? No, just you. So you're, it's like, you're like, man, I think I'm getting the hang of this. And you fall like really in love with bonsai over those six days. That's cool, man. So the day comes where this guy's going to be out of his room. Bill tells you kind of like a place where you can hide. He goes, you'll need to pick a weapon. What would you pick? Um, is, is there like a weapon... Do they have like a, like a several weapons available for me to pick from? No, or just... it's, you're sounding like a cruise ship. Not a gun, because I feel like 
it'd be too loud and yeah. I would attract undue attention. Um, is there like a switchblade that will like the blade maybe is like a little bigger than normal? You go up to the lost and found on the boat and you're like, hey, I think I lost a knife. And he's like, I'm sorry, it's kind of embarrassing. Like I have a knife on me, but you know, I just use it to uh, to sculpt on the go. <laughs> and the the guy at the lost and found is like, hey man, yeah. I get it. I'm I'm here too. And he shows you a picture of his bonsai on his phone. Looks like shit. <laughs> so he, he pulls a box out, and it's just a box called knives. There's like 17 knives in there. Wow. You're like, oh, here we go. You find like a switchblade. You go, thank you so much. And he goes, hey, see you later. Good luck. And you go, you too. And then you turn around, and you roll your eyes immediately. I've done that. Yeah, I, I've done a similar that thing. That guy's fucked. He's, he's, not gonna, he's not good. Yeah. So yeah, you get a switchblade. Yeah, I would definitely do that. It's it's not it's not the most deadly weapon, but it's the most portable. I think I could do that and yeah. get away with it. So you go in, you go into the room, right? You hide like in his closet. About two minutes later, you hear the door unlock, and he walks in. Wow, he's uh, whistling. Uh, He's whistling that three eleven song. I, I yeah, I, I know what yeah, I know what you whistle. And when you hear that, you're you kind of get a little turned on. Oh God, I would not. You associate it with that standing sixty nine. We've been on a tear lately. So what would How you? How many of those? I, I just did two of them, right? I mean, on this cruise ship, but it's something that like it's your it's your go to move in the bedroom at this point in your life. How would I possibly introduce that? Uh you just Hey, let's do a standing 69? Yeah, you just like you know, you're you're an honest man. You know, you, you date people who feel comfortable with you and they accept your choices and you guys discuss everything. It's always, you know, everything's on board above board. You're not Oh no, that, that's not a concern about. That's that, just it, what you fucking love to do. I mean, so I, he yeah, walks I in the figure room. Anyone what would I, you I, do to him? I'd probably just like study him for a second, you know? Yeah. Size him up. He's got broad shoulders, a thick, strong neck, tapered waist. And, and he's walking towards what like elevators no he's like he entered the room he's like walking into the room you're like in a closet he has his back to you all right he's entered his own room i would wait until he got a little closer um i cannot i can't uh chance uh me just bursting out of him turning around and like shooting me yeah. or get a uh, punching me getting the drop of me. i would wait until he was close so he like the the, the closet is in, like in between you and the bed like the closet and the bed, and there's just like the side of the bed. He like walks in between there to plug his phone in. He farts real loud. It's not doesn't smell good. He's pretty close to you. What do you do? If he's close to me. If he's close enough for me to strike, I take a moment to myself. Yeah. And then I burst out of that 
goddamn closet. Yeah. And I gut that son of a bitch like the fuck. God, you gut him. Shit, he is. So you uh, plunge the the switchblade into his abdomen, and you gut him. I cover his mouth as I do it. Yeah. You're rock hard. <laughs> okay. You cut his gut open. I mean, just kind of the thrill, you know. His uh guts spill out onto the floor. You hold your hand over his mouth until the life leaves his body. I'm you, sorry. No, nothing personal. You wipe the switchblade off on his uh, on his shirt. Put it back in your pocket. You walk out to the deck. Grab a cigarette from somebody nearby. And you smoke. I don't smoke cigarettes. You start. You just took a life for the second time. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I start smoking cigarettes because... You're just the stress. And you throw that switchblade into the ocean. It sinks to the bottom. It's never found. They eventually find the body. Uh, people obviously freak out. But, you know, the show must go on. What are they going to do? The boat's already turning around. Yeah. You end up winning the bonsai competition with the help of Bill the Dill. Okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah, you win $75,000. What? Yeah. <laughs> Holy so shit. You owe that family $50,000. So you're going to have like twenty five grand to start your new life in Florida. The problem is that when you when you won, it angered the man who came in second. His name is Stryker Malone. And he comes from like a bonsai Stryker family. Malone. A bonsai... They're a family of people who are just like, they learned the art of bonsai hundreds of years ago and have just like, it's like the thing that they do in their family. They're super into the idea. Uh, he was so good, but yours was like just better. Yeah. His was like, he was completely in touch with the plant. They were one. He felt like, you know, there's like, a, there's, you even looked at it and you're like, fuck, that's like a spiritual connection between that man and that plant. But yours was just a little bit better. It angered him so much. He sat on the, on the deck of the boat, just crying. Right? <laughs> he was crying into his own hands. Oh, wow. He holds the tears in his hand, and he pulls a seed out of his pocket. He drops it, and he starts praying. <laughs> Moments later, from his hand, a plant grows. Roots shoot down. They start to cover the deck. They envelop the boat. They bring the boat down to the ocean floor. 750 people drown and die. Oh, do they? Yeah. <laughs> the roots burrow into the ground, and it never stops growing, and it cracks the earth in half. <laughs> the earth cracks in half, and it floats all the way back, and uh, they miss the sun each each side. And uh, God sees it, and he goes, oh, that's like a 7-10 split, but in reverse. But you're fucking dead. Why would he ever? Why would God say that? I don't know. Talk to God. Man, that fucking blows so bad. <laughs> you won. You won the 75 grand. But I'm dead. Yeah, but you won. You won the seventy five thousand dollars. Who gets the money? I'm. I don't. Oh, I mean, no. I mean, yeah. You get the big check, and then he cries into his hands, and that ancient bonsai tree splits the earth in half. Good. Well, good. We're all. You know what? We're all dead, and we deserve it. Yeah, you drown for the way that you were the last one to drown on the planet. No, on the boat. No. As the boat got pulled down, you like kind of like jumped off. And you were like trying to swim. 
But a tendril of that bonsai tree just reached out, it grabbed your pinky toe, and just took you down. All right, well. And you fucking died. Yeah, good. I'm, I deserve it. Good. I'm, I'm glad that happened. You, you won the 75 grand. Congratulations. Well, I mean, I don't, I died. You won, you won the $75,000. Bill the Dill helped you win $75,000, you know? He was forever I thankful. I point this out. Bill the Dill had me do this, but the, the world's destroyed. So Bill the Dill's destroyed too. Right? I mean, I mean, it's, he's a pickle, you know? That sucks. That sucks. That you won. You won seventy five thousand dollars because of Bill the Dill. We're all dead. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, congrats to me. Everyone I've ever known and loved, and ever would love, and ever had, and yeah, the, yeah. The, and all record of all of them. You're solely responsible for their death. If an alien civilization came by ten minutes later, they would have no rec. They would. They would never know we ever existed. No, they would see two halves of an earth just split apart, coasting past the sun. Well, you know what? Fuck them and fuck you, <laughs> bitch. <laughs>